Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I'm really happy to have George, who goes by G on the show. He helps run the Austin Hip Hop Awards. Really interested to talk with him about the local Austin hip hop community and business in relation to that. Uh, can you go ahead and introduce yourself, G? Yes. Good evening, world. Good morning, world. Whatever it is you're at. Um, as you said, uh, I'm G. Corbin of the Austin Hip Hop Awards, owner, operator, and uh, host, I guess you would say. I've been doing it for about 10 years and uh, looking forward to another 10. So, G, how did you how did you get involved in hip hop? We don't know a lot about each other. I had to do some real preliminary research, listen to a little bit of your music. How did you get involved in the industry? Um, as far as my start, uh, yeah. or just when I started falling in love with it as a as a fan. Overall, I just want to know about you. Okay. Um, honestly, a long time ago, uh, to to make a, a long story short. Um, a long time ago, I legitimately uh, stumbled upon uh, almost a almost a, a box full of rhymes from a guy that or a girl I don't remember who it was, but they used to stay in uh, a house before me and my family moved in, and just the way that they wrote their things and all of that kind of put me in the mindset of saying, "Hey, I could do this." I mean, of course, I was already a fan of hip hop and in love with it, listening to, you know, Wu-Tang and uh, Sean Price and Mob Beep and all that really put me in a, in a mindset to really be in love with the culture of hip hop. But somehow, some way, when I, uh, when I found these rhymes, I just really, the person was writing it, kind of, kind of just, just, the words on the paper really kind of made me feel something, you know, I couldn't tell you what it was, but it made me feel like, yo, I can really do this. So that's kind of how I got into it and kind of how I fell in love with it. And then for the <clears throat> multifaceted artist, and then I would say, I guess I could use the word mogul that you're working towards, like what sort of business challenges do you have in the hip hop community? It's very different than the sort of business maybe that I'm running in some ways um, as an educator in the massage community. But mm -hmm. what do you what do you deal with? Because I'm assuming you have to deal with uh, music distribution on some level. You have mm -hmm. to deal with sales, merchandising, um, in addition to like maybe club owners. What what do you deal with? Um, a lot of ego. A lot of negativity, a lot of crab in the bucket type uh, situations. But I mean, that's just on the on the negative side. On the positive side, there's a lot of beautiful people that do this thing that we we love this this genre of music that we love. Um, it's easy to fall into the the, the negativity that is. Uh, put into our faces with the with the media. It's easy to fall into that, but there's a there's a lot of positive. There's a lot of of, of beauty in the actual culture of hip hop. I mean, it, no, it 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 doesn't matter where you turn. Everybody uses it to sell their product. And if it was to me personally, if it was that negative, they wouldn't use it to sell their own products. Um, I think a lot of people just 
focus on the profane language and some artists that are uh, more vulgar than others to to justify a whole yeah culture you know what i mean i mean um i believe it was guns and roses i think in the 80s that made the the very very controversial song that talked about everybody from gays to blacks to jewish people but we can't use that to you know dictate what all of rock and roll is because all of rock and roll isn't that you know what i mean and it's the same way with hip-hop like you can't just say because you heard this because you listen to say a brother lynch song, you can't say all the hip-hop is bad when we have the j coles and the kendricks of the world you know yeah um hell i mean will smith never rapped a lyric anything close to a uh twisted insane or a brother lynch song, but it seems to have a negative connotation. You have to take the good with the bad, of course. Having, uh, having grown up as a kid in the 80s, uh, hip-hop changed, developed, and morphed. I've, I've kind of gone in and out as far as like my interest in hip-hop over time for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think talking about hip-hop is talking about music, period, especially in the United States. How do you address music in 2020 without discussing the influence that hip hop has had on all music? You can't. Yeah. You, you, you really cannot do that. I mean, if that was, if that was, if that was the case, I mean, there would be no, 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 no crossover music. There's hip hop in every form of music, literally country, it's there, rock, it's there, gospel, it's there, blues, it's there, it's everywhere. Um, You cannot dictate a certain genre of music without saying, yo, hip hop has had its influence. And what's crazy is all of those forms of music, hip hop has roots in that, or hip hop has roots in that, which means um, that's where it comes from. It has a, touch of rock and roll it has a touch of gospel it has a touch of blues it has a touch of jazz in it to create what we know as hip-hop yeah i mean a long sorry go ahead and as of 2000 uh, 2020 it's come full circle so now you really can't hear any other genre of music i don't care if it's edm or any anything else of the sort you can't have it without hip hop nowadays. You know, it's there. It's there and it's it's full of life. Well, along with blues and jazz, I think blues and jazz get more um they're more esteemed in some ways. Um maybe it's because hip hop is is newer, but blues and jazz is like uniquely sort of American creations, like new things that America brought about. Mm-hmm. I think hip hop hasn't been around long enough to be able to. Ooh. In other words, we're still in the middle of the transition. Like, I don't even understand. Like I said, I don't. Even, I don't know what music would be like without its influence. It would be like trying to say, okay, just remove blues from the equation in American music, and it's like you. I mean, I don't even know what you would do. How could you even describe what it would be? I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it'll be possible. Yeah. I mean, people will find a way. People will find sure. a way to exclude. It's always easy to exclude, you know, 
or attempt to exclude hip hop for being responsible for anything. It's easy to attempt that, but in reality, it has its it has its roots and everything, and it 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 it's there. You know, you chop off a tree, the roots are still there, regardless. You got to dig up the whole joint in order to get rid of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, it's definitely still it's definitely still there, definitely. So when it comes to, to business, what, what challenges do you encounter maybe where you're at right now? Do you have challenges in like trying to build the sort of empire that you're dealing with? And what are those main obstacles? Um, as far as the music or as far as the award show, I mean... Really, really both. I, I'm, I'm more interested in you specifically, meaning what are the stuff? What is the stuff that you deal with? Because I talk to a lot of massage therapists who are having this come up battle where they're trying to figure out how to build their business and they're they're hitting they're hitting things that are a problem. So I do a little sort of consulting work with therapists to help them. But I'm really interested in looking at other industries so that people have a better understanding of business generally, of which hip hop in particular is especially interesting to me because of its diversity and because of the way that it just has a get it done nature like mm. hip hop artists are not only getting it done they're creating new trends that's a fact yeah i mean hip hop is is definitely the trendsetter and we say what is cool pretty much you know um but as far as business wise, um, I think it's I think it's the same thing across the board. I don't think there's a separation of well, you can't do that in this, but you can do it in this. As far as business wise is concerned, you always have to do pretty much the same basis. You have to have a market to sell your product to deliver your product. You have to have capital to be able to push the product you have to have a, a, a business goal so regardless of what business you're in those three things are definitely going to come in so it, it really i mean it's it's only a few things in the world that came out and just automatically took over and made somebody 10 million off the rip yeah. white claw White Claw was uh, seltzer water, some flavoring, and a little bit of alcohol, and <laughs> it <laughs> and it went, you know, skyrocketed and took over by storm. And now the dude or the chick or whoever it was that made White Claw is completely rich. That's once in a blue moon. That doesn't happen to everybody. Like you have to put in some work, and that's not to say that they didn't put in work, but. It seems like overnight White Claw took over. Yeah. Um, but in order for most businesses to be able to be something, you have to put in those things. You have to focus on the crowd or, or the consumer of the product. You have to focus on the business, the business part of it, which is the monies and the, the funding and the marketing of the actual business. It's no different. Everything ties into one another. I don't care if you're selling remote controls. You got to figure out, okay, look, if, look, like, I got a remote control right here. All right, so if I make this remote control right here, how can I make it better to fit in somebody's hand? 
Because if it fits in their hand better, they might buy it because it's not too bulky. It's sleek. You can talk into it or whatever. Music. All right. How can I take this music and make this music fit somebody's mindset, their personality, their 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 lifestyle to be able to have them continuously buy this music? It's the same thing across the board. So <clears throat> let me ask a quick question, and I'm not I'm not a musician, not a music, not a not a hip hop guy. Oh, do you make the art that you want to make or do you make the art that the consumer will purchase or is it both? Me personally, I make what I want to make. And if it if it goes into the the uh, the, the the line of the consumer, then great. Um, my music is more so. Let me say. My music is is more so for my feeling. It's not necessarily to create capital because I'm not. I don't do music to 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 make it rich. Because if so, I'd sound like everybody else on the radio. Yeah. Um, but I do have a small fan base that I like to cater to. Also, you know what I mean. And so to keep that fan base, I know it's certain songs that they want to hear or certain types of music that they want to hear. So I legitimately try to focus a few songs on that. But for the most part, it's how I feel. It's what I want to come out with. And a lot of times those two things line up hand in hand. But for the most part, I put out what I want. I mean, if I wanted to be, if I wanted to be structured, I'd, I'd look for a major record deal somewhere. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really into that. There are discussions in in my community about whether you know we just deliver a massage the way the consumer wants, or whether you break out on your own and offer a slightly different service. Mm-hmm. And that's an ongoing debate because I think there's a lot of mediocre hip-hop out there there's a lot of mediocre music out there that's almost formulaic just like any kind of music not just yeah, hip-hop right. but it's like you know you can d- deliver a formula because oh this is hot right now this is what people like but it takes somebody who's an innovator to deliver something new and then go out and find or create almost a new market you know it's like it makes more sense to me as an artist. I was hoping that you would say that was the case, that you're creating music for you, then you put it out and find your audience. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Like you're not, yeah. You're not yeah, worried you, that somebody doesn't like it. Yeah, you can't, to me personally, man, hip-hop especially, I mean, it's a lot of cookie cutter. You know what I mean? I mean, let me find another... Let me find another little Uzi Vert. Let me find another Triple uh, X. Let me find this. Let me find. Look, man, hip hop came out and it stayed in a in a in a certain way up until I'd say probably two thousand and seven, where you couldn't be the same sound as somebody else. Really, I mean, it started to change in the two thousands, but. It's so much more now that everybody sounds the same than it was at a certain point. And I don't want to sound like one of those, you know, old heads that just be like, oh, well, I remember back in the day. But I mean, at the same time, 
I do want to sound like that because where's the originality? Where is where is this person being upset that this person took their whole rhyme style, their flow? Like um, Drake was sued by rapping Forte because he took, I think it was eight bars and wrapped it exactly the same way. Probably took two different words out and switched them out. And rapping Forte was like, nah, this is my song. Like, you can't do this. You know, and um, I think he ended up winning like uh, a quarter million off of that. Like, you have to, you got to be original. To me, you got to be original. If I wanted to, if I wanted to listen to Future, why would I listen to uh, uh, Designer? You know, why would I do that? Like, there's, there's no sense. Yeah, take a quick break. Hey, y'all, this is Trent Knox, podcast producer for the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I just want to step in here and say hello to all the viewers over there on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, DLive, VK, Africa TV, Vaughn Live, and, of course, Twitter. Uh, thank you for tuning in and um, and watching this episode. This is a new format for our episode. We're going to bring on uh, guests from different industries and, um, and give them an opportunity to promote themselves to a new market and talk about their industry. So I just wanted to say, again, for the massage therapists out there, Robert Gardner Wellness is doing a free trial on his industry-leading Reboot Insiders Club. If you want to get that get a hold of that go to rgwellness.store slash free trial that's 400 plus hours of video and accompanying written material so going on over there to rgwellness.store slash free trial and take advantage of that 30-day free trial back to robert and g in the studio all right g can you introduce yourself again to people who are just joining us yeah of course again um i am G. Corbin of the Also Hip Hop Awards, owner, operator, host, all that good stuff. Nice. So one of the things that uh, came to mind as we were uh, traversing that terrain is there is a core piece in music um, between blues and between jazz and then in between hip hop that deals with improvisation. So I would argue that jazz is a uniquely American art form. Like part of its core piece is improvisation. That part of what makes it distinct is not just, you know, kind of blue. It's being able to alter solos. It's being able to alter and improvise, preferably live. Hip hop, when it comes to uh, battle rap, things like that, the improvisation of lyricists to be able to do that. When I talk about that within the massage community, I know it seems like they're wildly disparate things. Like this is a massage. This is rap and hip hop. Like how, and it's like the students in class want a sequence. And I keep trying to explain to students, G I'm like, listen, you have to develop enough skill to improvise. You cannot perform the exact same massage on every, you know, client just like yeah. i don't think you can ever deliver the, deliver the same rap with the exact same syncopation with the exact same lyrics every time and in fact the mm. audience starts to create they start to crave the improvisation they're, they're craving what i think is more authentic and more real that's that's actually a very good way to put it i mean even even with the massage thing i mean you can't look at it like 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 a woman. I mean, if you're gonna 
you're gonna make love to a woman. I mean, yeah, the the act technically is gonna be the same thing, but you can't. In most cases, you can't go in and absolutely obliterate your wife like you can go and obliterate a prostitute. It's the same act. You're still going to have sex with both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't do this one the way you're going to do this one in most yeah. cases. So where this customer may love a deep tissue massage, this customer... In the world yeah. you know what i'm saying so you have to you have to gauge it's just like hip-hop it's so many people that really love this new wave i can't stand the new wave i yeah. really don't i mean there's certain people I, I can i can get with i can get with sauce walker i can get with uh uh asap ferg and a couple other guys i can get with but for the most part i don't it's really not much talent involved in a lot of that type of of hip-hop to me i mean um call it wrong for me to say in the position that i'm in but i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything that i'm saying just for the sake of business because i feel like at the end of the day you want to be honest and you want to be straight up you want to be you want to be transparent for whatever it is that you're doing you know what i'm saying so i'd be i'd be an absolute fool to be like Oh yeah, I love that. I love that music. Uh, uh, that music is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then you ask me, "Well, what about a song by such and such?" And I sit here and I lie my way through it, not know- knowing the whole time I don't even listen to this fool. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promote anything for the sake of business. My integrity as a man is more important. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but most of it, I just, I just. I really can't do. I mean, shout out to those guys. They're doing what they're doing. I mean, I don't I don't ride around listening to Garth Brooks every day. I don't like Garth Brooks music, but I mean, he's doing what he's doing and he's a legend yeah. in his own right to do what he does, you know what I mean? Yeah, the the marketplace is huge. The marketplace is vast. It's it's very similar. We talked about massage, we talked about, you know, hip hop. Um it's a little bit like a comic. If a comic is working some sort of corporate gig, the comedian if they're good, yeah, they might have a little bit of a script, some ideas, stuff they discuss. They'd retell some of the same jokes. But a mm-hmm. good comedian can read the audience and can read the audience response and push the audience up towards the edge, and it's contextual. That's the thing that I think massage therapists don't sometimes understand. I use uh, references in my classes that are very similar to what you did. Um, to sort of shake therapists out of their torpor because I feel like they're taught this script. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you, I mean, yeah, like, okay, for English, we have to use certain words. Mm-hmm. We have to structure them a certain way. But just changing little pieces of how things is structured changes how people receive it. Mm-hmm. The, the word flow within hip-hop, um, just amazing creativity. You know, it's like, you know, Shakespearean poetry, you know, poetry gets, you know, wow, this is amazing. This is intellectual. This is in universities. Mm-hmm. But when it comes from the street, it is. It's it's on the same level. And in fact, I think over time, hip hop has had even greater inroads into the larger culture. It's like now you can go to a university and take classes in hip hop. 
you know, it's, it's had an influence on the overall culture. It's more respected than it used to be, but I enjoy the process of the improvisation, the the creation of something new. Um, I'm not extremely well-versed on hip hop just because it's so big and broad, Mm -hmm. but when I see artists pushing it to a new, um, community, when I see people coming out with their own shtick, it's like you said about Garth Brooks. I don't, I guess dislike Garth Brooks music, but I'm not a huge fan, Mm. but I don't spend time complaining about Garth Brooks. I just go listen Mm. to what I enjoy. Exactly. Listen, man, I think that's, I think that's really what people need to gravitate towards because even though these, I choose my words. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I almost said something that would have been, it, it probably would have made a, a lot of people upset and whatever. But <laughs> I think <laughs> even, my even audience though, is a little bit well trained at this point. Well, even though there's uh, there's lesser forms of of hip hop, lesser forms of music, in people's perception of that form, there's other forms that you can listen to. So where the the big boys are going to press their agenda and have this, 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 and this on the radio. All right, cool. Y'all do that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go over here to Spotify. I'm going to go over here to Tidal. I'm going to go over here to Apple Music. And I'm going to listen to this new Joyner Lucas. I'm going to listen to this new Dave East. I'm going to listen to this new Griselda. And let that be the reason. Let them over here make all this cookie-cutter shit that sounds all the same. But at the same time, I'm going to come over here and listen to what I want to listen to. Y'all do that. But I'm going to do this. Like, if you can get in my car and... You can listen to rock. You can listen to almost anything depending on the time, the day, uh, the time of day or whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Like people have looked at me like, what the hell are you listening to? I listen to almost anything. <laughs> like <laughs> I can literally put in some DMX and then switch over and go straight to some Baltimore club music or the juke music out of Chicago or something like that. Uh, I can literally do that. But you won't catch me turning on the radio. Why won't I turn on the radio? Because the radio doesn't play anything I want to hear. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, even satellite radio at one point, when satellite came out with Sirius Satellite and all that, um, it was really dope at one point. And then all of a sudden, they started falling into the same old thing. that it was. So why am I going to pay for Sirius Satellite when they're doing the same exact thing that's on regular radio? Nah. Um, if you got a podcast or something like that on uh, Sirius Satellite, I'll catch it on YouTube because it'll come out on YouTube. It'll come out on uh, Spotify and all that. So but, for people dealing with distribution, because you talk, start talking about that, mm-hmm. I, I'm not talking to people in the hip-hop industry as much. I'm dealing with musicians and other genres, mm-hmm. and I hear a lot of complaining. I can't sell albums. And I'm like, it's Man. not 1972 anymore. You're not Led yeah. Zeppelin. <laughs> it's not the same like you can't you can't yeah, sell you, album album sales album sales aren't the same anymore but the reason why they're not the same anymore is because people started allowing these companies to give them i'm trying so hard not to curse but it started allowing people to, to you know give them these bs contracts yeah. And they started accepting them. And because they can get away with it, they're going to keep on doing it. 
Yep. If everybody to stand and say no, this ain't right, then it's not right, and people not gonna go for it. It's just like when baseball went on strike, when basketball went on strike, it's the same thing. But people think their pockets are gonna get touched. So I don't know if you know this, but the streaming is like the lowest form of payment that you can get as an artist. It's actually a slap in the face because yeah. it. It, it equals up to somewhere around 1,500 streams equals one sale. So it's 99 cents for yeah. 1,500 streams instead of at one point where you could get an album sale um, and you would get, I don't know, some artists was getting 50 cents a CD or whatever like that. It's not even close to that anymore. Yeah. At least when you're selling actual albums, if you're getting 50 cents a CD, which is unheard of at, at one point, you know, when you know when once you get a million copies, you know that that's five hundred thousand or so in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? So, roughly. So, so, if you can't make money off of digital distribution, as currently set up with right. what you're discussing, how right. do hip hop artists make money? Tours and merchandise. Yep. That's how you you have you have no choice. I mean, if you, well, let me rephrase that. Well, yeah, in, in in every way possible, tours and merchandise or hand to hand sales. People yeah. still people will still buy CDs hand to hand. Nobody really goes into to to CD stores, record store, tape stores anymore. I mean, but I mean, there's still some around like um, Piranha Records here in Austin is still up and running very well, as far as I know. Um, but you have to do the legwork. I'd rather anybody be an independent artist than sign a record deal unless you sign a record deal and you utilize that record deal to to gain as many fans as possible, get out of that deal, become a, a, a independent artist and actually hit the block, hit the hit these stores, hit these areas and sell albums and sell when you sell them though, like you can sell like literally I have stacks of physical CDs sitting right here right now, right? You can sell physical CDs or because we're moving on in the world, you can sell flash drives. This will get them more than the CDs will. It is, it's a way to do it. You just have to really get out there, hustle and grind and do what, it, do what you need to do in order to get it out there, you know? Yeah. Quick break. Hey, y'all, it's Trent Knox podcast producer for the robert gardner wellness podcast once again just wanted to say hello thank you guys for tuning in again for the reboot insiders club we're doing a free trial free 30-day trial for new users if you go to rgwellness.store slash free trial you can take advantage of that free trial over 400 plus hours of video content and accompanying written material go on over there to rgwellness.store slash free trial and take advantage of that free 30-day trial back to robert and g in the studio Hey guys, it's Robert again. I'm here from the Austin Hip Hop Awards. Gee, can you give me a little bit more information about yourself? That's where they can contact you. Uh, do you have a website or like social media channels they can find you on? Okay, so as uh, far as the music, um, Austin, I mean, as far as the music, it's uh, George Von Doom on every platform that you can think of. Um, the new single, um, Death Wish, just was released with, pardon me, uh, the new single, Death Wish, was just released with um, uh, the, a new group that 
I came up, well, that we came up with. It's called Voltron, V-O-U-L-T-R-O-N. V-O-U-L-T-R-O-N. Um, we definitely would love the support. Go to the uh, music streaming services and get all of that stuff out of there. Uh, get all the music from out of there. And um, as far as the Austin Hip Hop Awards, austinhiphopawards.com. Austin Hip Hop Awards on Facebook, Austin Hip Hop Awards on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, man. So musicians that I talk to, this mm-hmm. is this is what I hear. They complain they can't say, uh, sell albums. They almost don't want to deal with digital distribution as far as like streaming services because they're like, I don't make any money. And mm-hmm. I'm going, listen, both eras, okay, black blues musicians were completely raked over the coals because That's music companies control the distribution. That doesn't happen anymore. If you're an 18-year-old kid in Baltimore, you can release your music globally now on your laptop in your mom's bedroom. You can record it. You can process it. You can edit it. You can distribute it globally. Now, I know it's harder to monetize in some ways, but I prefer that the artists, much like other business people, be entrepreneurial and have control of their own art. You don't even have to have a record label anymore. When you talk about people selling merchandise, one of the things that I'm completely confused by, uh, G, are you familiar with Twitch? Absolutely. Yeah, so Twitch, a lot of people look at it like it's just a gaming platform. But the platform continues to differentiate and diversify. And I keep trying to explain to these musicians, I'm like, listen, you can have the Friday night pajama party concert every Friday at 9 p.m. for your fans. And you can play a concert with hot cocoa in your pajamas for the people who want to follow you and they can donate money live. You build a fan base. That's you your sell main. them a t-shirt. You have to connect with people. What I don't understand is in the absence of the record company, there's mm. no barrier in regards to distribution. You know, it's like Easy e was having to sling albums out of the trunk of his car to be able to get music into people's hands. You don't have to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm a little confused by the dissonance between the two. So I make like workbooks and, and DVDs. We distribute these. Some of it's on Amazon. People talk to me about it, and the guy that was helping me get the stuff on Amazon said, wait, but the problem with your stuff is that it's digital. And I said, why is, why is that a problem? And he said, well, well people are going to steal it. They're going to upload it to the Pirate Bay. And I was like, and make me the Metallica of body workers? I don't give a shit. If you, were, if you were broke enough, If you were broke enough and you couldn't afford my stuff, you can contact me. And basically, I can kick out a coupon code and give you the digital version of what I do for free. And what does it cost mm. me to distribute that? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. And it, yeah. it's, but it's fan base and fan building. When people if talk you, about social media, go ahead. If, if you live in, in a world where you're scared of somebody snatching and pirating your shit, you're really going to live terrified because before internet got to where it was now, there was this little thing called Napster and Bear Share and all that, where people was in LimeWire, where people was pirating stuff back in the early 2000s and 99 and 98, where it was 
very simple for people to at that point in time to take your stuff and so what do you think they're going to do now it doesn't matter if it's digital or if it's on a dvd people can still find a way it's gonna be a way if people want to do it they're gonna do it it's just like everybody screaming for gun control okay cool you can ban all the guns but if somebody wants to kill somebody they're gonna kill them like it's it, it may change the type of murder that happens, but people are going to do stupid stuff. Drugs been illegal since I can remember. I know they've been illegal since I was born. Yep. People find ways but, to do it and get it. But we seem to be able to buy them anywhere. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's people. Here's, here's, the, here's the real kicker. It's people that are locked up right now in prison for drugs. Yep. Still doing drugs in jail. Yep. So the, the 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 way that it's going is going to happen. It's really going to happen. So your 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 best bet is to find a way to not necessarily cope with the situation, but help ease the situation. As far as um, the, the the pirates and stuff like that, I mean. Only per the, the the greatest person in the world to keep people from stealing his shit was Prince. And once he passed away, his music was everywhere. If you, I don't know if people really remember this, but before Prince died, you could not go to YouTube, Spotify, or anything like that and get Prince's music. It was impossible. You could not do it. He had people that man, he rest in peace. But he had people that would literally go around and find this music wherever it was online and get that shit taken down as soon as possible. Soon as he passes away, his music is everywhere. Shalomar's music is everywhere. There's uh, um, another guy. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, Prince owned the rights to his music. His music is everywhere now. It's it's all big business that that does what they want to do, but at the same time, he's the only, he's the only one that I can really think of whose music wasn't everywhere due to pirating and things like that. I mean, you could probably hit up Pirate Bay or, or Views or something like that to to find his joints, but yeah, he's like he's like the goat of making people not have his stuff because he don't want nobody to have it. Yeah, he's definitely but the goat of that. Prince came of age in an era before digital distribution. So some of the artists mm -hmm. had challenges with it once they had made it within the traditional industry. Once that barrier of entry started to dissolve, people clamped up. That's where Metallica came out against Napster and that sort of thing. It's like if the music industry would have been intelligent, they would have created Napster. If the cab companies would have been intelligent, they would have created Uber. If the hotel companies mm -hmm. would have been creative, they would have created Airbnb. What I keep doing, much like a low-level hip-hop artist, is I went, wait, hold on. There's no barrier of entry. It doesn't matter if I work out of my garage. Like I can create and distribute information globally. I've got subscribers in Tokyo. Tokyo. I've never mm -hmm. been to Japan. I don't speak Japanese. Mm -hmm. People can study with me because I'm willing to put out information. To me, it was always about how do I form a stronger, deeper connection to my specific audience? And I think that is the core in business and in hip hop. It's like, how do you get your fans to be fervent? Where it's not that they'll buy a song, it's not that they'll buy an album, 
it's not that you buy a t-shirt. It's that you'll continue to purchase as long as you continue to put things out. Absolutely. You just have to, you just, you just got to find the, the proper lane. Um, if you're not going to do that, uh, if you don't, if you're only going to complain about the amount of monies that are able to be made through digital distribution, if you're only going to p- complain about it and not take precaution, then you're fighting an uphill battle. The hill has ice on it. You got on slides instead of ice shoes. And at the top of the mountain, there's fucking avalanches coming down at you. Like, you're not going to win that. Your only, your only way of winning, so to speak, this situation, pardon me, is uh, literally seeing what the issue is. Either A, everybody's saying, and you, you know what, what you got to hit the road. You got to tour. You got to come up with ways to gather more fans. You got to, you like you have no choice but to do that. If not, you're fighting the uphill battle, like I just said. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's There's just, no way to win that. You know, you need mass exposure. The distribution issue is solved. The internet ch- completely changed that. It's more about connection, maintaining the fans you have, and continuing to build an audience. My answer across businesses is usually going to go back to some form of social media. People don't mm-hmm. understand. They're like, why, why is Robert doing some podcast with a guy who deals with hip-hop in Austin? They don't, they don't really understand the sort of networking that goes on from industry to industry with other educators, business people, when it comes to brand building. And mm-hmm. when I talk about brand building, I mean personal brand building. Prince yeah. brand. Michael Prince is Jordan definitely a, is has a brand. A brand. Like there's a there's a shtick there. There's there's a brand that that person is built, especially in the, in the music industry, where there's something personalized. You know, you want to hear the next track by a certain artist because you want to be a part of their journey as their music continues to change and evolve. Mm. That's connection with the fan base and creating a situation where you can monetize the fan base through beer koozies, <laughs> t-shirts. Yeah. I talk about frisbees, bongs, whatever, whatever it is people will buy. Mm-hmm. trying to build a fan base if you can get the early adopters if you can get the five percent ten percent fan base that you need the early adopters will share the music and spread it out if anything i'm often jealous of my musician friends because the difference is for me it's harder to pull on heartstrings music sways people emotionally not, not just logically and rationally, but emotionally. The challenge I have is how do I do that with massage and bodywork videos? And that's right. like you know part of this thing where like hiring videographers to like focus on craft and sort of storytelling. But at the same time, it's like there's not a lot of avenues currently in my specific industry. Like if you start talking to a massage therapist about retail, retail is almost non-existent for independent massage therapists they don't sell stuff to their clients other than the service so it'd be like you having a hip-hop show 
but you don't have an album and you don't yeah. have a t-shirt and you don't have the other things to try to monetize the audience around the experience yeah. so you, as an artist. Then you go, you go and you do these performances, but why are you performing if you don't have anything to, you know, you're showing up to show. I tell people that even if they're doing local shows, like, yeah, you came to perform, but once you get off stage, you get off and you leave. Why? It's still people in the building. You could, it, it, I don't care if it's one album or one shirt or whatever, you can still possibly, you know, get off that product to somebody. I mean, for, for you to come to perform and not have anything to deliver, to give or anything like that, it's kind of pointless. You know, it's, it, it, it ain't no kind of in it. It's really pointless. It's wholeheartedly pointless for somebody to come and perform without merchandise or something. Um, at the at the very least, to come and uh, perform without differentiating yourself from whoever else is on stage. At the very least, before we even get into the product, you know what I mean. Social media and, you know, my first thought is I go to one of your shows. Here's how I approach it as a fan, as a, another entrepreneur. I immediately take out my phone and go, okay, what kind of photos can I take to post across my platforms? Mm -hmm. Snippets of audio or video can I take to post across my platforms? I'm tagging you in the Instagram posts. And the reason that I'm doing that is not just to promote your music. It's, it's, it's networking and creating a digital footprint across industries and across entrepreneurs. It's trying to give my fans exposure to the things that I enjoy and that I'm interested in. And I understand what it means to small business people. What I can't quite get is when people go, oh, wait, you got to put the phone away. You got to put the phone away. And I'm like – Man, this isn't a phone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small personal computer that allows me to promote a person's business nearly globally. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's the, I guess you would say, our generation. I think, I think a lot of us are unaware of just how popular how how important how strong social media and phones actually are towards your career i mean it's i think i think you still have to you know grassroot it and definitely you know meet people talk directly to people hand in hand is always best but you know you can't get up and go to new york every day you know what I mean? You can't get up and go to Japan every day. So you have to find ways to extend to that market. And that way for you to extend to that market is right in the palm of your hand. Um, you just you just you just can't sit back and not I'm just not a fan of sitting back and complaining. I mean I I talk I talk crap about the new age music all the time. I really do. I mean I can't say I don't, but at the same time I I listen to some of it to at least give it a chance. 
I don't want to be one of the ones that be like, yo, I don't listen to it, so I'm not going to even try. A certain thing, like, I'm not a fan of Drake either, like, but I've listened to multiple Drake albums to actually be able to say, look, I'm not a fan of it. I listen to Scorpion. I listen to, well, not all Scorpion, but I listen to If Reading This, You're Too Late, Too Late, and uh, Take Care, and I just, it's the same for me. Is he the biggest hip-hop artist in the world right now? Of course. I can't take nothing from him. But is it for me? No. And people, instead of giving it a chance and then being like, nah, it's not for me, they automatically jump to, oh, no, they ain't. Give it a chance. It's like a like a, 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 a seven-year-old with food. They look at it and they don't, they don't recognize it. They don't. They don't like how it looks or it doesn't smell like chicken nuggets or McDonald's or whatever the hell. And they're just, yeah, no, nah, I don't want it. I don't like it. You ain't even tasted it yet. How you know you don't like it? You know what I mean? Like, at the very least, I, I can say that I give a lot of this shit a chance before I even decide to uh, jump on board with something else. You have to do that, though. Like, I think it's disrespectful to the person to not even try to give it a chance. Like, you, you got to, especially as an artist, I would feel offended as hell if somebody was, you know, just telling me they don't like my music and you've never heard it before. Okay, at least give it a skin, a quick skin. There's only so much time in the day, and I, we'll take a quick break. Hey y'all, it's Trent Knox again, podcast producer for the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. This is the last break of the episode. Say hello to everybody again, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, DLive, and everyone else out there, Twitter. Uh, once again, this, we have a free trial going on for the Reboot Insiders Club. If you go to rgwellness.store slash free trial, you can take advantage of that free 30-day trial, 400-plus hours of video content, plus accompanying written material. So go over there and check that out. Again, it's rgwellness.store slash free trial. Back to G and Robert in the studio. Hey, guys. It's Robert again. I'm here with G. G, can you give them information about where they can contact you again, particularly like a website or your social media shares? Absolutely. Um, everything is uh, Austin Hip Hop Awards. The website is awesome, hiphopawards.com. Uh, we can be directly contacted on there. Um, definitely send us a message if you have any questions, any suggestions, um, if any uh, input, anything. Uh, just hit, uh, get at us at austinhiphopawards.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, both under Austin Hip Hop, Austin Hip Hop Awards. Excuse me. And um, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, all of the music under Fondu, everything, literally everything, except for the everything is under Voltron, V-O-U-L-T-R-O-N. What I was saying about there only being so much time in the day is I find it very difficult in 2020 to understand people using the power of social media, using a small digital device that allows you global access to information and to spend their time bitching. Like, to, to find music in 1980, you had to know somebody and find an album. Or, I guess CDs were later, like, 85, a little bit later than that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you had to find someone. Now, you could go to YouTube and just type it in. 
But when you get, when you give people more access via that phone, there's more complaints than ever. It's like just go listen to what you like. Go support yeah. what you like and don't you know, don't even concern yourself with the rest. Like the world is a really, really big place. Um, yeah, I mean, what people fail to realize with, with that being said is people in this world that don't know who Jay-Z is. Never heard of Jay-Z. Never been in a situation to where they've seen Jay-Z. I say that to say this. It's always something new to discover. So while you... It may be new. I say something new. It could be something old. I, like, I remember South by Southwest. I'm, I'm downtown. Um, it was me, my girlfriend. We was meeting with somebody. And there was maybe seven Asian chicks walking down the street. And nobody recognized who the hell they was. And then all of a sudden, everybody recognized who they was. I, to this day, couldn't tell you who the hell they were. Um... But all I know is when everybody recognized who they were, it was a big crowd. The girls looked at each other and then they started doing whatever it is they're known for. All I, all I know is there was some big cape star. So when people recognized who they were, it became a big crowd of another, nothing but uh, Caucasian and Asian folks in one spot. The black people, Hispanics, was just a walk. Yeah, they didn't know who they were. Apparently, like they, somebody told me who, or I googled who they were by the logo on their and the names. Like one of their videos had a hundred million views. I say all that to say, this is this is actually a true story. This really happened. I say all that to say this. It's always somebody that you don't know that's doing something somewhere that you'll actually end up liking. You can't you can't dictate what's going on with all of music just off of what's going on on radio. I mean, like I said, if you don't like what's going on on the radio, you don't like what's going on with this and that, don't even listen to that. Like you can leave that over there. Let me sit over here and get my Spotify playlist together. I, look, I literally have sitting on my desk right now. All of this is CDs, music. Like that's just one stack. Here go another stack. Got CDs everywhere because I listen to what I want to listen to. There's always something that's discoverable somewhere. I don't care how many views you see it on. Yeah. Tell somebody about Markiplier right now. Markiplier, one of the, the most followed YouTubers. You know on the planet, but it's people who don't know find music, find things for you to be able to do instead of just listening to what they're telling you you got to listen to because that's what's popular. I think with the award show, I kind of venture, I kind of show that because I'll put together the performers for the show and the performers that are on the show People seem to always ask, well, I've never even heard of this person, but that's fine. I've heard of them, and I know they're dope. Watch how this show goes. And it always gets these people new fans or new people that listen to their music or, some, or somewhere around those lines. 
And uh, that's pretty pretty much my point, man. It's, it's always it's always something else to listen to besides what the, the the big business is telling you. What you have to listen to, you know. Hip hop, hip hop being progressive as a business form. Uh, you know, one of the things I noticed, like I was listening to your album, the one that Trent linked me to. And then it was you, and then it was featuring this artist, featuring this artist on a couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, so I develop an association with you, G, and then it's like, well, who's this other person? And then the thing mm-hmm. is, massage therapists and then massage educators, they're so worried about competition that they don't want to talk about anybody else. It's like, no, it's just me. <laughs> and it's like hip-hop, like, Snoop Dogg, especially, you know, it's like he doesn't feel diminished because he does a track with Lil Dicky. Like, yeah. it's just it's just cross promotion across audiences, you know. It's, I'm a huge fan of Dicky, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to me that I think my industry, because it's it's brick and mortar. My mm-hmm. industry is involved with touch, meaning you know you got to be able to press the flesh to work on people in the massage industry. I think that's what's holding it back in some ways, whereas hip hop as, you know, maybe its roots in New York was, you know, you had to be at the club. You couldn't even record it necessarily. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it's become increasingly digitally uh, friendly, uh, distribution friendly, mm-hmm. um, cross promotion friendly to where it's actually that's how they're creating business. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just can't think of another industry. It just, as far as urban entrepreneurship is concerned, it's the template. When I see yeah. a hip hop artist in a video and they're featuring Fubu jeans and they're featuring the Cristal or whatever champagne they're drinking, mm-hmm. they're getting sponsorships from those brands. There's very little, not a lot, but there's very little of that going on in my industry specifically. There are tons of ways to monetize things if people are creative. And I think also, at least in my industry, as far as they're concerned, it's looking at other industries and how they're doing business. My industry specifically, they're failing to adapt and evolve rapidly. And I'm very afraid that it's going to be eaten by, by other industries. Okay. So, G, we're uh, getting towards the end here. Do you have any final words? Anything that you'd like the audience to know? Um, well, to before I do that, if I could touch on that real quick, I think if it, it would be smarter if more people, as massage therapists or whatever, to actually join together, pretty much do the same thing in business, like create a business to where there's a a network of, of therapists to get that done. You know what I'm saying? I think that that definitely help everybody. But um, yeah. yeah um, as far as I'm concerned, man, we are just trying to do everything it is that we can to uh, uplift and forward the progress of the hip hop scene here in Austin. I hate the word local, but um, forward the hip hop scene here. Um, do more charity work. Uh, get more gifts and food out to people that need it because we still do that and we're trying to show that we can do this without all of the negative connotation that is uh, hooked on to hip hop here in the city and well abroad, what's going to hip hop abroad, you know, so uh, anything that we can do to 
forward progress, these guys and girls to, uh, uh, whether it's charity work or whatever, we're, we're 100% uh, for it and we're behind it. So if you guys ever need anything, as far as that's concerned, just let us know and we'll jump on AustinHipHopAwards.com. Sure. So, G, listen, in the future, if you need anything from me, if you think I can help with anything business-wise or whatever, please reach out. It was really great to have you on the podcast. I'd love to have you on again in the future so we can go into a little bit more depth and detail. But mm -hmm. you really confirmed a lot of what I think needs to happen with our podcast and reaching out to other industries. I have more a business acumen with other industries than I do within my own because I'm kind of pushing the edges of distribution and how I'm audience building in an industry that isn't quite familiar with it. It's almost taking like a piece of this hip hop uh, exposure, social media model and applying it in an industry that isn't familiar with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I could see that, man. But um, as far as uh, needing anything, I'll definitely do that if anything comes up. Um, cool. I'll definitely be in contact, have the information and all of that, and then we can go from there. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, we'll talk with Trent, try to figure out a time we can get you on again. Absolutely. That's not a problem. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much.